coming up we're back and we are finally ready to talk about halloween horror nights 28 i mean our thoughts on it we've talked about it plenty of times leading up to it and now we're ready to talk about it from the bob varley studio in orlando florida this is the universal edition of the Diz unplugged This is episode 192 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yes, we've been uh, we've been watching a steady dose of ASMR videos before we are kicking things off here. So I apologize for uh, if we lead in with any jokes like that for right now, but it's just going to happen. But uh, before we do get started with this week's episode, I do want to uh, apologize that we weren't here last week. Obviously, by now you should probably know uh, if you follow me anywhere on social media, watch our other shows, whatever. That I did recently go through some health issues that kept us from uh, releasing our episode about Halloween Horror Nights last week. I'll even say it. I haven't been back to the event since the first night because, uh, well, I think at this point I have been back one time. But as of the release of this episode, uh, it's been a long, long period. Haven't been able to go back. So these are my opinions of Halloween Horror Nights from the very first night when we went through with the media event. So I do apologize with that as well, too, because part of that means that we went through all the houses and stuff with a video camera uh, are actually mm-hmm. our, our DSLRs in front of our faces for pretty much the entire houses. So it's a very, it's a very weird perspective of it. A lot of times we're going a little bit slower to try to get those scares timed out perfectly, or we just get completely unlucky and miss them altogether. But I just wanted to point it out that we have a very, very different experience of the event. Uh, at least I do from only being able to go the first night. So I do apologize. I, I know it does have an impact on my whole thoughts and opinions on it. Luckily, Rhino uh, has been back a couple times since that very first night. So he's going to help fill in the gaps a little uh, more along the way. But yeah, we're going to go over everything the event entails. So uh, if you don't remember what Halloween Horror Nights is, it is the hard ticket event that happens basically every Wednesday through Sunday night at Universal Studios Florida. This year's there's there's 10 houses, 5 scare zones, as well as one show with the Academy of Villains Cyberpunk. So, uh, basically what happens for Halloween Horror Nights is the park closes at 5 o'clock p.m. sharp. So at that point, if you do not have a ticket for Halloween Horror Nights, unfortunately, you have to leave. If you're just a day guest, if you do have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket and you are a day guest as well, too, you have the option for stay and scream. And we will get into what that is in one second. And if you don't have a day ticket, but you want to go to Halloween Horror Nights, you unfortunately have to just wait outside the gates until it opens at 630 with uh, air quote on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhino, do you want to explain why on that one? Um, so my friends, Andy and Frankie from uh, England were here and they bought um, just nighttime tickets, just the, the event ticket yeah. to Halloween Horror Nights. And I was going to meet them at six and I'm like, okay, well they can't get in until 6.30. So I'll make sure to get there like a little before 6.30. And they're like texting me when I'm on my way. And it was like 6.20 and they're like, oh, we already did a house. I'm like, what? How did you get in the park? So they must have been let. In, they said they let in at like six fifteen, and then did rides and some stuff. So, um, so you yep. might get lucky. They, I think they let you in by six thirty. Yeah. So get the most of that ticket though. Get there early. Exactly. No, absolutely. You want to get there early, but uh, with stay and scream, as I mentioned before, if you have that day ticket and you have your HHN ticket, you can take advantage of stay and scream, and uh, with that, you have <laughs> access. Sorry, Rhino was shuffling around. I needed to get my backpack, sorry. Oh, he did. He did need to. So um, 
with Stay and Scream, basically you have two zones this year from what I'm familiar with with Stay and Scream. The first zone is the classic Finnegan's one, mm-hmm. which is always popular because you you have your beverages right there. And uh, this is going to give you access to Stranger Things and Poltergeist. And apparently uh, it's just from what I've watched, I again, I haven't been back, but this scare zone was filling up or this stay and scream zone was filling up very quickly and it was causing the Stranger Things line to skyrocket immediately before the event started. Granted, though, the first two weekends of the event, uh, we have to look at it a little bit differently because on Friday and Saturday nights, they also did have the uh, the uh, annual pass holder event where you could be in the the Springfield USA stay and scream section. And that was only for annual pass holders who signed up for that. So uh, as of this point, moving forward, now that they're both open, uh, that should, that should have even things out a little bit more, but just know upfront uh, people want stranger things galore. So that is, that is going to be the most insane. My recommendation is save it for the end of the night. I know. I know. So if you just keep using the app, it'll tell you the wait times of the house. Like it's not always a hundred percent correct but it's usually within 15 minutes or so of it so if you just kind of keep opening that every now and then um you'll see it'll rise and fall you know um but it's going to be like 90 minutes um but you know so if you see it under that my advice is get in line under that i do i know it happened the very second night of the event that saturday night but they did have the issue on, or it might have even been on friday night when we went for the media event regardless one of those two nights they didn't cut off the line till one o'clock and then they ended up not give it, they didn't let everyone who went through the line actually <gasps> go through the house. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. Because they can't force the cast to stay overtime to, to go through it. So if, if that's the case, then I mean like if you, well, I guess the event went to one thirty, so it's like cutting them one off o'clock. at one. Oh, it was only one o'clock. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. On the Wednesday, I went, it was to one thirty. I thought one. Are you sure? Positive. I believe it's only the two hours this year are one o'clock and then two o'clock. Okay. Um, I guess that makes more sense. But yeah, you're you're right. Um, but uh, I, I mean, hmm, that's tricky. Then I mean, you I, they should cut the line off thirty minutes prior to the park close. Then I think I don't believe I've seen the issue happen since then. I don't. I think it was just that one time. I don't. Again, I am so sorry. My information is not super accurate on it. I haven't been back a lot. I don't know if they're closing the line off earlier because of that. Now, I don't know if they've had the issue again, but it was that issue one time. So just keep that in mind. They do have the right to close any house for any reason at any point in time. So don't. Also, while it might be a good idea to save something towards the end, you might get a better line out of it. Don't. Don't bank on it either. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like toward the end of the evening, I'm not saying like get in line at 1245 or whatever, but I'm just saying like, don't make it the first thing I, unless it's like, that's the only thing I care about. And I'm going to that. Everything else is frosting. Yeah. Whatever. So the, uh, we explained stay and scream your options for that. Uh, they, in the past, they also had the hello kitty stay and scream zone. And this one would usually hit the house. That is uh, the first one, as soon as you're going into the park. But, uh, from again, from everything that I've seen, because I still haven't been back they're used, just using that for overflow for stranger things. So if you don't even make it into the Finnegan zone, uh, and you're stuck in the hello kitty one, you're going to be waiting even longer, but, uh, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of the event. So I would say at this point, why don't we kick it off and talk about the houses? And Rhino, I was just going to talk about them in the order that we experienced them the first night. Or do you, do you have a different order you want to take them in? Uh, I mean, I was going to rank them. Well, I was going to rank them afterwards. but Okay, let's rank them afterwards then. That's yeah. Fine. So the very first house that we got to experience at the event actually was Halloween 4. So, mm. of course, this is Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, which uh, tells the story of the fourth Halloween movie. And um, so I, of course, um, 
Uh, I'm not going to get into a lot of the spoilish, spoilerish, spoilerish, spoilerish areas of this because I, I want people to enjoy. Obviously, we have videos of it, and um, it's and you've probably seen videos of it. You might have even experienced it at the event. But I just want to talk about our overall thoughts of this. Uh, it, I think my ultimate opinion is it's kind of good for what it is. Oh. Mm. Well, don't have me wrong. Uh, I, I did. I don't remember if we've talked about it. I I watched the movie right before we left for the event, Halloween Four, and I forgot how not okay that movie is. I think I kind of talked about it a little bit more positively on our last episode leading up to it. Uh, it was not so great. So uh, this, in my opinion, the source material wasn't really there. So it's kind of hard to make a really good house when you don't have great source material. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I honestly, I think that um, that uh, I don't know. It, it, it's hard because the, the 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 Halloween house they did, the main like Halloween one yeah. house they did a couple of years ago, was really good. And then Halloween two, Hell Comes to Haddonfield, was so good too. And it was it was really a highlight of those years. And then you kind of get to the the lesser popular movies like you said like the source material isn't as good and like the house starts to kind of reflect that too so it was a lot more it felt to me like a cliche standard haunted house with like michael myers as the guy in there you know what i mean like it could have been made almost anywhere like it had a couple things where i was like okay that i recognize that from the movie but it was like it just it, it was like I'm not afraid of Michael Myers. I mean, I am afraid of Michael Myers, like in real life. But like, I'm not like. It's he like visually is not scary. So the scares in this house completely and entirely are people popping out at you. But it did tell the story. I will say that it it went through the entire story of the movie and and it did a good job of explaining it. But kind of like you said, it's it's reliant on Michael Myers scaring, and I do think that he is impactful in that way when he's scaring you. I just think that maybe Halloween might be burnout, Uh, and unless unless the new Halloween movie coming out is a success and it has that iconic moments that they can translate, I think. I think Halloween four might be a good stopping place uh, for translating the Halloween movies into houses. That's I know just we're, my get, we're getting we're getting H two O. I we're getting H two O. I really hope not. I, I I think this is a good one to end on. Uh, you know, it still hit all the right notes. It had well, there was one good Loomis in the house. The other Loomis was just flat out awful uh it's, i think that's I, ref- just, I think i only will see the one good one and i refuse to acknowledge the other one yeah it was, it was not the casting was off on that but all the michael myers were good throughout the house the music was just awesome uh but it didn't leave me overwhelmed especially for our first house and at that point we went to academy of villains we'll talk about that in a little bit but next on our house was uh things didn't get much better for us and that was seeds of extinction and i (laughs) no i don't want to save it for the ranking but go on you talk about it i don't want to i this was obviously one of the ones that was low on our list uh leading into the event and i a lot of times that's a good thing for me when i have low expectations of something i can walk away from it with uh, a lot I can walk away from it a lot happier because my expectations are so low. That's just a human thing. And I don't know what it was about this house, but it just, it did not have any appeal to me. Um, the, I will say we did call it right. There wasn't a lot of things dangling from the ceiling, but there was one point in particular where I just did get completely stuck in the maze and I had to be untangled. So oh, I, yeah. I was like pulling yeah. on your, he got wrapped up and I'm like pulling on him to pull back. Cause this like vine had wrapped completely around his backpack and I, I'm trying to pull it out and they're like pushing me from behind and I'm like I I can't we can't yeah. go anywhere he's stuck yeah like, I would have I would have tore down an yeah, entire I was uh, like oh god oh god oh god oh god um, but yeah so uh, the the positives about the house I my initial impression leaving the house wasn't that great, but watching it back on the video and really getting to take it in from that perspective, um, it is a very beautiful house. I will say that um, it's it's very detailed. The plant life 
is has just completely overtaken every bit of space around. I guess you could look at it as kind of like a cheap cop-out, but I see it as there was a whole lot of work to go in. There was this huge plane prop inside one of the I thought that rooms. was cool. That was cool because like, you go in and it's got that fan yeah. effect, so the, the wind is swirling in the room and... And yeah. whatnot. That was a highlight. There was one other thing I liked too, but well, what was that other thing? Um, so my my biggest issue with this house is the majority of the characters are wearing the exact same costume. It's like this yeah. bush creature with mushrooms. That so I just call them the mushroom men. Like, and they're literally like, I'll give it to the idea of like they could be just literally right there on one of the poles, and you don't know because it's supposed to be like, is that a bush or is that a thing? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I know, I know what it is. Like, but. There were a couple as you got toward the later part where there were actual like it was like the costume, but then it had puppets on the costume. Yeah. So that part like would come out like a Seymour plant from Little Shop of Horrors and try and get you. And so but like overall for me, it just it was too like everything was the same in the house. It was too like there was I will agree with you when you go through if you really look at it like when you're in the like I think you're in like maybe a general store. At one point, yeah, yeah, you know, and you're like, and it's cool because you're like, oh, this feels like maybe they did pick this up out of like an abandoned store and brought it here or something like that. But my thing is just like, it's so basic. I don't know. The the sets were beautiful, but uh, you're right. The the scares were definitely like they were camouflage scares. It was try to blend in. I feel like they took that note a little bit from Scarecrow last year. uh, And it worked well for them. I'm not sure that it worked well for here, too, but I feel like the more I do seeds of extinction, the more this one's going to grow on me. I feel like, I feel like it's going to take a good solid couple more weeks for this characters to really get in their groove in this house and really, really deliver a lot of, a lot of terror. But, uh, that's my opinion on that one. And then we moved on to one of the highlights for me, which is trick or treat. And Mm -hmm. while they didn't necessarily replicate the movie from start to finish perfectly, they, just they literally translated the movie so well uh if you're not a huge fan of the movie i could see how this house might not really be a thing that you're interested in well i had i know i I went the 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 two times i've gone since the initial night i went with people who hadn't seen the movie and they still both enjoyed the house okay well i i I mean you're really you're not going to get the entirety of the story i guess but i don't know that everybody always does yeah. for all the houses anyways you know so. i don't i would almost argue that you don't get any general idea of this story the only a, a lot of the scares in this one uh kind of like we just said michael myers did most of the scaring a lot of the popping out in this house is from sam which is amazing because sam is so adorable and the more sam the better in my opinion but it didn't always work in that like it in the first section of the house you're going through the bus drivers uh, spoiler if you haven't seen the yeah, movie jeez louise <laughs> why don't you just say the crazy neighbor the the crazy neighbor then the bus driver uh it's all together like listen we said minimal spoilers for the houses i didn't say for the movies themselves um, and so it starts off in that, and Sam's a huge part of that. So it makes sense that he's scaring in there. Then you go to the principal next uh, in the next part of it, and Sam's still in there too. But so it's making a little less sense now. And well, there was like uh, when I went back, there was like a witch um, that jumped out yes. at you. So it's like supposed to be trick or treaters because you know this is the scene that opens the movie because um, it's it's yeah. it's the teacher and the people across the street's exactly. house. And if you don't know, it's like the lady yeah, you with the lollipop in the mouth, you know. Yeah. And so that was cool, you know. And they did exactly like you predicted. They'd have the throwing up kid on the porch mm-hmm. is there, you know. Can't oh, yeah. waste that prop. Um, but for me, the highlights of the house, skip those first two parts. It then goes into the, the werewolf section. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was is, cool. And they did what I thought they would do. Yeah. I always – and I I feel like it's almost in an area that maybe you're not supposed to see it because it's supposed to scare you or whatever. But I always – I've been telling people when you go into the woods, you need to turn – to your right because it's over there and it's yeah. just really cool to look at and i know you're probably not supposed to look at it because it's supposed to like jump from behind you but i'm like i'm, I'm watching you yeah uh and then it moves from the werewolf scene into the the bus scene with all of the kids mm. and this it's two separate ones you have the bus before and then the bus after for those who haven't seen the movie it, it kind of takes a little bit of a plunge things get dark but this is a big a big set 
and just really beautifully decorated. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I really, I think the house takes the moments from the movie well. It just doesn't tell the story of the movie well. No, because, I mean, it's all out of order, too. It's, yeah. a, it's like, I mean, the movie's out of order a little bit, too. But it is kind of like... I, I I like for me one of the highlights too is it smells like candy when yeah. you're going in. Um, I like that you go in through the house with all the pumpkin patches, and I do like that bus scene with the bus in the water because I like when, and I haven't seen it much last year or or then there aren't a lot of houses this year that employ it. But there was when they do really cool effects. Do you remember like when I when I first did Halloween Horror Nights with you and there was a house where it made it feel like we were like ten feet in the air or something like that? It was like a castle. Oh yeah, and yeah, if you yeah, look yeah. down, yeah, and so this. Kind kind of use some of that effect it's a simple effect it's literally probably just like mirrors on the ground but it makes it look like the bus is sunk into the water like it is into, yep. the, into the mud in the movie and i i do enjoy that i think that's cool but how but i i do know what you're saying like it's it is like it's one of those houses where like you could watch the movie i think you'll you'll kind of be like i don't know what i was like going through here otherwise but you know i and that's why i look at it i trying to play devil's advocate with it i love the movie mm-hmm. and i feel like it it was exactly what i wanted the house to be but if you're not a huge fan of the movie if you didn't really care for the movie or if you haven't seen it all i don't know i won't say 100 percent that you'll love the house you might appreciate it but it might be lower on your list but uh we moved on then from trick-or-treat to what we can already say unanimously now was a a terrible house and that is the horrors of blum house yeah um and uh as we talked about leading up to the event it was happy death day as well as the first purge together and it kicks off right away with happy death day and it did exactly what we were expecting we were going to go through the the dorm room of the the main lead in the movie who keeps getting killed by Babyface, and you see different variations of it but one of the things i did appreciate with this house is that it did then take other scenes from the movie and brought them to life i'm not going to discuss what they are if you haven't seen the movie but it doesn't all just happen in the same space over and over again even though the house leads you to believe it i thought the happy death day section was decently well done uh it yeah could have been better but for what it was, I feel like they it's did the a good highlight job. of the house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like for me going through. I like to see. I, I like the idea. I haven't seen the movie, but I know the you know I know the trailer and stuff like that. And I'm going to watch it. But it's like it's the re, re, the repeat of the day. And I know you said that's not authentic. It's a news story. Um, I I know you said that's not authentic to the to the movie, but um. I like that, like the idea of like the Groundhog Day horror yeah. house, like and and there's a lot of cool. There's a really awesome Back to the Future poster in her dorm room that I want to take down. <laughs> like I want to take it that I noticed last time, and I think it's fun to kind of see that set employed. But overall, this is why is it why is it not? If you don't have a property that can stand alone, it doesn't need to be split into multiple things. I personally thought they could have. Bless you. I, I thought they could have kept Happy Death Day by itself. They could have yeah. really flushed that out more. Unfortunately, they paired it with the first Purge, and this, the execution, everything about this was just blatantly lazy, in my opinion. It just it felt half-hearted. Uh, it's, again, like a lot of the stuff with the, the Purge lately, it's, we'll take kind of characters that look familiar from the movies or are right from the movies, in this case, the first Purge, but we're just going to put them in environments that aren't always directly right from the movie. And this one did have its elements from the first Purge, but overall, it just did not work at all. It wasn't scary. It was just loud. It was kind of obnoxious. The scares weren't that good. Uh, it really, it was a sour ending to the house. So it's, I, I don't have anything positive I, to say. I've gone through that multiple times. I can't even remember the first Purge part. Yeah, so that I re- literally remember just the siren going off. The purge will commence, and I was like, did, "Is the house over?" Yeah, yeah. So uh, we did move on from there to Dead Exposure, which uh, is Dead Exposure Patient Zero. This is, of course, the house that is mostly in the dark and illuminated uh, with uh, key lighting moments uh, as you're going throughout. And this this definitely had uh, some cool elements throughout it. I don't I. We're still trying to figure out the timeline. I believe I was starting my uh, feverish uh, 
symptoms right before going to the event. So my mind is like blurring in and out. I will just say uh, dead exposure does not play well on video. So watching no, it, it does back, not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's mostly a black screen. Yeah. Watching it back, I don't, I'm not getting a great idea of the house. I know I loved it right after we got out of it. Um, and there's two two elements of it that I, I absolutely loved. Uh, there is a scene going through a, a subway car that that's definitely a highlight for me that is just it was it was really well done um even i caught a good a good scare on camera with it that i loved and then i i believe it's like french catacombs that you go through i, I think that's what you yeah because it's like it. a sewer or something like that because there's a small thing a small half yeah. circled like in the wall and i'm like you know there's some scares in there and stuff like yeah, that. yeah that's i'm I, don't forget about the monkey room I do forget about the monkey. Room. Okay, so it kind of start. I think this is where it all the virus comes from, or something. Like, it reminds me of if you've ever seen Twenty Eight Days Later. The opening of that movie mm-hmm. is those the animal rights people breaking into the animal testing facility, and um, it like this scene is pulled out of that because it is literally just a flashing light, and there are just oh, cages yeah, and cages yeah. full of like what are it just this noise of monkeys screaming, and there's actual like things moving around in those cages. You know, I'm sure they're not animals, but like you know, and there, so you're so kind of distracted looking around by that, things get you from around that area or whatever. But I will say, when we went through on the night we did it that first night uh, it the other times i've gone through i've had much better experiences through the house than i did yeah. that first night so i think we were hitting like almost Im- i know you said you got a good scare in the subway scene and that part is really cool because i really like the effects they use with yeah. the mirrors and stuff but it was um c- well so you know when you're getting in the subway when you're looking down at a subway and it's it's a strobe light and like there's bodies there and then all of a sudden you're like are there more bodies that were there than before because there where the railing goes down there are people sitting on the other side but it's like reflected back and i'm like i love um practical effects like that that are just simple but beautiful and 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 that and this house does use its strobe light well um but i feel like our scares when we went through were very minimal the first time and they have definitely pumped those up and 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 at least my experiences since then and like i said i i loved it leaving the house i remember I remember really enjoying it, but watching it back, I don't get that same idea. So uh, I I think once we go over our ranking, that this will end up being higher than it was right now. Uh, but I just have to get back and experience it. You know, I've, I've been going through a lot. So I'm not trying to make it a sad story. It's just I haven't done it. So this is this is just half half baked at best but we moved on from there to slaughter cinema of course the anthology house going through all of the different uh b movies that universal created to take place in this house i will say we when we went in this we cut in the side entrance so we missed missed all the facade right yeah because i I was even saying like oh i feel like it's a missed opportunity that they don't have a like it's not like you're entering the movie theater because i know in years past they projected stuff on the walls and then i went back and that is exactly what they do while you're waiting they they do all the trailers from all these movies and so it's it's really not only that but i feel like they've they show some stuff from other halloween horror nights which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool so and then we missed out like i didn't smell the popcorn when you're going in and stuff because we didn't walk by that area yeah so So that's rhino has experienced that i knew that there was more to it that we were missing because when we walked in it like picked right up with the first movie poster and the first movie that you go through and i don't i I apologize i don't have the list of all of the the movies with me but um sorority sacrifice there's the um well i don't want to say one of them because it's kind of a bad word the kids one. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then, and then um, there my there's midnight snack too. I know that midnight snack too. Yeah, um, and then of course uh, the swamp yeti, the devil dogs. Yeah, and then yeah, the kid one is like the Chuck E. Cheese Amazon. Oh, Amazon, Amazon cannibals. Yes, there oh, pumpkin guts. Pumpkin guts. There was the uh, baby one. I the baby in the cage. I. Don't remember the exact. <laughs> there it is. There's that one. Yeah, there, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the baby in the cage one? I think that's the next one here, but I don't think I got the poster. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, Cold of the Col- Beast. Cold of the Beast baby, and that one was really cool because it had really cool. Well, I mean, if you can, it, there was a, 
this is definitely a repeat house yeah. because there is a lot of detail. So each one of these movies is its own like little room and entity. And there is a lot of like the beast baby one is really cool because there's like, you're like, okay, it's, a, it's the beast baby. So I've got to look at the baby because it's a scary baby in a cage with light up eyes. And it looks like, you know, the devil. And, um, it's a room full of mirrors. So there's like, and you like have to weave in between all these people. And like, as you do that, like people are popping up and I'm like, Oh God, like I wasn't looking. And you know, the lighting changes and everything so that was really cool and then there was an interesting use of like animatronics in the midnight snack room too because there's these things that look like the movie critters the Mm -hmm. little things and they're eating a guy's stomach but then craig walked right by it oh barber chop we forgot about barber chop yeah um craig walked right by it and like i was like you got to turn around because there was a massive um like head that was popping through a wall this monster i think it was one of the the eating the things that were eating the people um it was uh like this i don't know one giant version of them that's like coming through a wall trying to eat people as they come by and i thought that was like awesome and cool and it was campy it was fun it was definitely the fun house yeah there were some scares but i don't think there's anything that would overly terrify you in this house at the same time, too, I, I thought it was just a lot of fun moments where you could where you could decompress and laugh. My favorite was the the bad word kids room uh, for sure, and yeah, um, and then I also I lo- of course I love the swamp yeti. I knew I was going to love the swamp yeti going into it, and then I enjoyed Call to the Beast Baby. Those were probably my standout sections in the house, but I, I thought it was fun. A lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, we moved on to the marquee house of the event, Stranger Things. And it's exactly, I think, what we expected it to be in ways. Okay. I'm, I'm like kind of scrolling through the videos as we go. Is this supposed to be Mike? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was Winona Ryder's character because I think the boys are played by women in this attraction. And so, like, it popped out. And all I can hear is, you know, it's exactly kind of what you think it's going to be. It's a lot of Winona Ryder screaming for Will. Will! Will! My oh. boy! Um, uh, there there are there are moments with that, too. Uh, it's, it, you know, it, it follows the series very loosely. In a way, but it, it still goes. It, it goes through the motions. It has everything that you would want from it. You have the kids in there. Um, well, you you start with you start how the series starts. You start yeah. in the in the facility. Um, yes. uh, I forget what it's called, the power plant area or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, and you know you've you got that. I'm gonna tell you too. The night we went through this, I watching the video back and going through, I was like, it feels like there's supposed to be stuff here. There was a lot more the second time I went yeah, through. This one I've only gone happens. through twice. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, also opening night, you know, getting the rhythm down, all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it, it you kind of go through there, into the woods, into the house, into the shed. You're, you're like, it's like what you said. Like, yeah. you're following the general timeline of the movie, the the show, and then not following the timeline yeah. of the show, too. Yeah, then I like I was starting to say too. There's you see the characters on the night that we went through uh, for that first time. We had Will, we had Mike, uh, we had Jonathan, we had Jonathan, we had obviously um, the mom. I can't remember her name right. Joyce. Yeah, Joyce. Thank you. Hopper was in there. Yep, yep. Hopper was in there. They have a good too. Hopper. Although I guess everybody can kind of look like Hopper, but yeah. he, he's in a couple parts. So yeah, no, we we had a good variety of all the characters throughout, and I think they were all cast really well. Uh, like Rhino said, some of the some of the younger boys are portrayed by women, so it's I, at least I think I don't want to offend any guys out there who are cast in these roles. It's just they have very soft. Uh, soft features to them and that's probably the nicest way I can say that uh, but then we do go into the upside down and and it's exactly what you would expect from it it's just a whole bunch of demogorgons and then a lot of those jump scares from uh, people shooting weapons off around you and to me that's I, I didn't want that many demogorgons and it happened. It's like and, they heard what you said and they're like, you know what, guys? Triple the demogorgons. Yeah. And then there was, I don't like the gunshot ones. Like, I, I don't mind it to a point, but when there's all these characters just shooting off guns around, it just, it gets into too much. Uh, the finale scene with Eleven 
is pretty awesome as she is uh if you've watched the show when she takes care of the demogorgon uh they have a very cool effect for how how they uh translate this into the event but um i think if you're a huge fan of the show you'll be a huge fan of the house yeah but it it might not be your favorite it's what you want it's exactly what you want it to be there's no attention to detail that they kind of missed out on there is you know like i was like oh are we gonna see people like are you gonna see barb you see barb and you know where you're going to see Barb. And it's like um, they do a really good job. Like when you're in the upside down, yes, it's going to have the ash coming down and stuff like that. So it is really – for me, I was like it's the, my favorite thing about it. Like it, it, it felt like I was in the show. Yeah. But then I was also like – it's like what you said. Like it's not necessarily scary. It's scary but not like – it's it's more like it was thrilling, I guess, yeah. as opposed to like, oh, fear. You know, like I, I will commend them. I thought the Demogorgon, uh, all the Demogorgon costumes looked awesome. Yep. Yeah, too, they, but I, I, It was very well done. It's Netflix and Universal should be proud yeah. of what they put and together. And I hope they do it again next year. I'm just going to say I don't know how they'll do it. it. It would be a lot more of the upside down, I guess. A lot of will just screaming at people and t- telling them lies, but we've talked about it before. I have thoughts on season two, but that's not for here. We're going to move on to more positive topics, and that is with uh, I think we can just go ahead and say now, arguably, the standout house of the event. It's almost everyone I have talked to agrees with this, and that is Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of reminded me a lot of last year with The Shining. It was a great adaptation of the movie. It wasn't. This was another circumstance where you're not walking through the movie step by step. Yeah, not by chronologically step, um, at all. But it is taking what you exactly what you wanted to see from the movie, and it is bringing it to life. And I know I had this lower on my list because I said I don't know how they are going to actually accomplish some of the scares in the movie based on me watching the movie and I will I'll take that back a hundred percent. It's with the use of some interesting puppetry and just special effects. They I know they I, nailed it. You were afraid it was just gonna be like a really crappy uh that monster, the white yeah. uh, llama looking thing. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I I will definitely say this when we rank them I know where this one's gonna be for me, but uh, I it, it is interesting because, like you said, it's not in order, but it gives you all the se- – actually, like I had watched it like right before the event I said in the episode we'd mm-hmm. recorded before we went. Um, and so like I was even trying to like make a list because I know you were like, oh, you had told me before I watched it, like I don't know how they'll do it. So I was like, yeah. oh, well, let me think, let me think, let me think. And pretty much everything that I was like, okay, they really got into the nitty-gritty detail of this movie. Like the steak moves across the counter yeah. in the kitchen and stuff. And I felt like we were almost – again, like I – it's just a matter of timing sometimes, and and we were on the first night, so we I feel like timing wise missed some stuff the first night, and so when I went back and did this again, I was like, oh my god, this house is great because I saw I didn't see the uh, I don't remember the psychic's name. This yeah. house is clean. <laughs> you never will. And uh, I, I I did catch her the very first night. Yeah, yeah, and I I I heard her voice. Yeah, I heard the playing, but I didn't see somebody in the house, and I saw it the next night. And it I'm was a cool. big boy. I block him. I'm a big boy. Uh, No, I and that's I I I had a little bit better timing through that house than you did because you're a couple people behind me or maybe right behind me. Um, And again, I'm a big boy, so I block people going through. But I, I I will say it just everything from the start of it, walking in and you're going down into the you move the but you didn't move the bodies and and that's the perfect uh, and it's like raining yeah. it's cool i love a house and there's the effect that starts right on the outside yeah and it just it, like rhino said with that they had the the lines coming in from the movie they included all those iconic lines mm-hmm. in it too that you wanted to hear so they found out the way to to do the scares okay. and do them interesting <laughs> like, yeah the big face um they they brought in those elements from the movie uh, with with the dialogue and and it, it just I, I don't have anything else to say besides it just spectacular job again I was 
I was completely blown away. I would encourage you, if you have time, do the house more than once. Because yeah. we went through once, and the first night there's a big scene that you're going through, like a bedspread. Um, and uh, the first night I remember being like, oh, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. But when I went through, when I went back, like, oh my God, it was 10 times scarier going through that area because there was a lot more characters in there that were going around. And like, I didn't see any of them the first night. Yeah. And I, you know, I at this point, though, I could have been just so scared. Yeah. But like, you know, there was there's a lot. This house is a lot to look at, and it's very long too. So it is like you almost get to a point where you're like, "Okay, I'm scared now. I need to leave." Like, yeah. but it's it's very well done. Yeah. Yep. So that will move us on to scary tales, deadly ever after, and uh, I just we knew it was going to be an anthology house, kind of with the different fairy tales and the wicked witch kind of changed the timeline uh the creatures from uh from these fairy tales were being tortured and this house just blew me away again um i I, even at the point as we're doing this i'm still rethinking my my rankings on this it starts off right off the bat uh you you walk down the hallway and you see some of the banners and stuff that we we knew that from the announcement of it when they showed us the banners yeah all the the characters being involved in the storyline but then you walk in this big open room and right in front of you you do see the the wicked witch and of course they had to incorporate a flying element in it so she's flying around the room she's got a cauldron that she just uh, she just um just like flicks and a puff of smoke comes out yeah, of it it's so cool uh, but it's the way she's flying around like once you get to a certain point that you're far enough in she's literally flying over top of you and it is just it is just so so well done and um and then i i don't again there's so many of the fairy tales that well, you like, go like there's uh there's uh um, well right when you get in dorothy's in a cage I, at least i believe oh. it's dorothy and you see you see oh, the yeah because the lion because she's got the lion yeah. too so it must be yeah yeah um three little pigs is one of them too because you get that really strong uh uh bacon smell mm-hmm. and then um little red riding hood she's i'm pretty sure being like eaten alive by the werewolf or something they the no well well there's somebody. i know there's goldilocks oh, maybe that's hansel and gretel i don't know it could be um there's definitely goldilocks and the three bears and uh because there is a good bear scare in yes. this house yes yes it's amazing and is HHN bear a thing? Yeah, it started a couple of years back, and it's uh, someone made the account on Twitter. I literally and, saw it the day yeah. we were going to this event, and then there was a bear in this house, and I was like, "Was this like? Is every year there a bear that I've been unaware of or something?" But yeah, I think the I think HHN bear hit its prominence in twenty five. That was when they had the bear inside the the twenty five years of. Um, Monsters and Mayhem. There was an awesome bear scare in that, but this house just was so well done. And and the Wicked Witch isn't just in the beginning. She comes back again. Oh, she's in. She's like throughout the house too. But they do some of my favorite effects that I feel like, like that down the hallway. Yeah. Like, and then the next second they're right in front of you because they bungee jump or like you got to like look up and stuff. And you know the the team member's going to yell at you not to stop, but it's okay to look around. Yeah. You know that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just remarkably well done a, a great oh, great house the room with all the witches yeah oh, i forgot about that Ooh, scary no i i this is one of the ones i can't wait to go back and do again i just loved it that much on the first night and the last house we saw it was the final house too uh carnival of graveyard rust in pieces and i will say that this house was incredibly detailed throughout uh it was just we, we got lost <laughs> we did get lost at one point it's a, it's a trend with us um it's it, they're just there was so much in there there was so much to look at besides the scares this one kind of uh gave me that idea back um to lightning gulch where you just have a really detailed oriented house where you want to look around at everything more than uh more than really concentrating on where the scares are going to come from okay i have to tell you something because you saw me looking this up when we were starting the show so i was re-watching the video that i took in the house and so i forgot when, when you first walk in and you know it's all supposed to be broken down theme park stuff yeah. like or whatever so i grew up on a theme park because my grandparents my grandfather was the operating manager of Edible railroad in carver massachusetts so i spent a lot of my childhood like 
with him at that theme park. And so when it when it shut down in the years when it was being sold and then reopened and then sold and reopened, it, there he some stuff became his stuff, you know, some yeah. of the things in the park. And there was a frog that we call Freddy the Frog that has since lived and my grandparents have a house that has a, like a frog pond on the property yeah. on it. And he lives there. And so Freddie, my grandfather repaints him from time to time. When you walk into this house, there is a dilapidated Freddy the Frog in this house. And I was like, so I like turned around and took a video of it. And I'm like, no, this can't be it. But I have been studying the video. And this is literally the frog that is in my grandparents' That's so cool. pond in their house right now. Like, I, it's the same feet, the same everything. His hands are in the same place. And it's like, it's almost like, it's cool because I'm like, that's from a theme park. Yeah. Like that, like closed down. I mean, it's open and running now, but you, like, you know, an original, it just, it, it's really authentic to me, no, they, but also creepy because now I have to yeah. look at this frog when I go home next weekend. No, and they did this. Um, they, they obviously took universal props and put it in. I saw from some of the people who did the lights on tours later that uh, they, you know, they have like a, a doling dragons. Oh, is this one of the lights on ones? That's cool. Yeah. So there's a, which this one I would think is an awesome one to see on the lights on tour just because there is so much i believe they hit a terminator prop in there as oh, well that's too, cool other things. Yeah. so uh just they there is there's a lot of thought that went into this house and i i like that it it does also have multiple levels to it not you don't go up multiple levels but uh it's not all just on the ground floor yeah. you have to look up and down on this house and that's that's a good way to uh to to build a house so i thought the scares were were decent there wasn't any that were necessarily terrifying uh but overall my favorite there is one there's one clown that's up above you that's on a a bungee yeah 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 that's creepy pretty cool i like the situation of this house too because when you exit you're right at the roller coaster so it's kind of like it it blends in i know we're at a theme park but it blends into the right part of the park really well uh I can see it in Craig's eyes. He's sick in this video yes. that I'm watching. Um, but it, it, I liked, it's one of those houses where I like the build of the house and I like those extra effects that you're talking about, but I don't like, I don't like the other, the, I don't like this character, lo- the look of any of these yeah. characters. I don't get it. It's like steampunk future stuff. Yeah, I don't, carnies. It's, I don't it, like that. Yeah. Like, so, but it, but I was impressed with, like you said, attend, like there's a lot of stuff and it looks cool. Yep. You know? I completely agree. So that's all the houses. Um, and are we ready to rank it now, or should we talk about everything else and then save the rank for last? Save the ranking for last. Okay. So uh, next thing we're going to talk about just real quickly, because I, I will be 100% honest, the scare zones, we kind of ran through them all that night. I haven't been back again, so I haven't really had the chance to experience them. The only scare zone I will say that I got a thorough idea on is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because I basically stopped our tour to make sure that I could spend lots of time in there getting pictures with all the all the clowns. So that's the only one I'm an expert on. I'll have to uh, talk to Rhino about all the rest. But uh, with one of the other things that we did do it was we saw Academy of Villains Cyberpunk. And, mm-hmm. of course, this is in the Fear Factor live stage this year. So a ton of seating for the show that we were in. It actually filled up. I don't know if that's been happening at all since then. Um, the event has been very busy, but I don't know if people are flocking to it necessarily or if it really would have been a better idea to have it on a stage. I guess we'll know more about that later on as the event goes on. But basically the theme of this is that a, a group of vigilantes, humans, are trying to destroy the regime that's in power. So the regime is going around trying to find the humans and bring them to the leader uh, for for execution, I guess. is That's probably the ultimate angle. Um, but basically, yeah, it's it is the normal Academy of Villains show with uh, a mixture of dance and then uh, just a twist on other dance elements. So like it, like their shows have been in the past. It's kind of been broken down into three different special sections. Uh, the first section is this screen element kind of don't think in the first year it's not like that where they used a lot of special lighting on this this is more like projections on the screen and it's just it's it's a cool little thing um i thought it worked worked very well with the show there were still people dancing off to the sides and stuff while the main 
feature was happening right in front of you. So I thought it, it blended well. Um, from there, they had this laser finger dancing portion. I like the, which, thing, the laser dancing. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the laser dancing too. Mm-hmm. Any, I mean, it's so simple. They literally just have like lasers on I their fingers. I was like, fingers. where can I get those? Because I want one. Yeah. It's, I just want to walk around my house with it. It's yeah, kind of like us with Grinch gloves. But, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> uh, but that was a cool section. And then uh, I think the best section of all is the, the final one in there. And that is a type rope. Type, type rope? Tight rope. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, where they, they have kind of like doling tight ropes happening. And it's, it's nothing like – it's not circus style where it's high up in the sky. It's just – it's a different type. And then, of course, just high energy jan- dancing all throughout. Uh, in my opinion, it's way better than last year's show. Uh, miles above last year's show, but it still doesn't quite have the magic that the first year's show did. Um, but it's still excellent. I think I th- the houses are the main stars this year, as well as some of the scare zones. So if you have time for Academy of Villains, I would say absolutely sit down to do it. But yeah, if you're if, if you're going repeatedly, and you're not yeah. going to miss anything. But if you're on a time crunch, I would I would say unless Unless watching dance shows are you is like your jam, uh, this would probably be one that I, I would skip, uh, just because of the style of having to go into the theater, sit and wait, sit through the show. It's it's much different than when you could walk up uh, last minute, stand deep in the back and and watch um, watch it like when it was in its place where it used to be. Yeah, I and that's what I feel like is is kind of a missed opportunity. So it's a dance show and you like want people to get into it, but they're all sitting down. Yeah. Nobody can stand up and do anything. So you it doesn't have that same kind of like I liked how they would come into the crowd last year and they yeah. you know, and like if you're into it, you kinda wanna move your body a little bit, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Or but it's also like once you're in and maybe it's not for you you're kind of stuck in there. And yeah. that's the other part. So I don't really like that either. I, I just don't think it justifies the sh- not having the show that was in there before. Yeah. And even if they didn't have Bill and Ted back this year, I still feel like exactly what my prediction was this year is that it's a show that needs to be experienced standing, watching up on a stage. Yes. And to get into it, there should be a different show here in this place yeah i agree i agree i don't think it has to be bill and ted i'm not saying like i get it you want to move on and do different things and bill and ted becomes a liability in this day and age you know um with social media and stuff so it's it's like that's fine i just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a sit down and watch it like you said yep so let's move on to the scare zones the first one i want to talk about is arguably the smallest and of course that is killer clowns from outer space based on the hit hit movie that no one's ever heard of killer clowns from outer space and uh you know it's we knew this was going to be campy it was going to feature the clowns from the movie the whole variety of them with their weapons uh which you know in the movie they turn people into uh they use their guns to turn people into cotton candy cocoons which then they proceed to suck the blood out of uh the cocoons once they have people in that state uh there's other elements that they use to to attack their victims uh a a great scene in the movie where there's some some finger puppeting happening on the wall yeah i didn't even notice that because i'm looking at the scare zone like you gotta look up at the building above the scare zone and and they brought that into um so it's it's a multi-level experience again kind of like we talked about with carnival carnival graveyard you can't just watch you can't see the clowns on the ground level you can't see the ice cream truck and just say oh i saw everything with that you have to look up to and see see the wall you have to you have to time it perfectly where you're hearing the killer clowns from outer space theme song as you're going through which if you've never seen the movie you probably don't need you probably haven't heard the theme song and it's awesome uh this scare zone is so well done for what it is I it, I wish it was bigger. I'm glad that it's intimate though, and it works the way it does. And hopefully next year it'll be a house. That's that's all I can say about I, that. I think if you watch the movie, if ever I've seen something that could easily be translated into a Halloween Horror Nights house, this is it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I could easily see that. So the next one we'll talk about, just because I did I did catch a little bit of it because we went a little slower through, and that was obviously the the Chucky section 
uh, they wanted to point it out since they did make the effort to have uh, the whole little Chucky setup where there's a Chucky puppet actually interacting with the crowd. And uh, I, I genuinely... An actual sized Chucky yeah. puppet, just so we're clear. There was no people playing him. It yes. was an actual puppet. Yes, it is an actual puppet. Uh, all the other scare characters in the area are actually... Um, they're they're different toys and kind of like that set it's not chucky's running around uh like we we thought might happen it's it's completely different in that but the main show here is going up to to the stage with all the good guy dolls set up and hearing chucky talk back to you in yeah. the crowd and and i stood and watched for 30 seconds and you know he 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 did a good job of picking the one person out in the crowd and kind of just making them feel terrible about themselves and i i walked by the other night and it was like they were closing the curtain because that's how it closes on the end of him and it got like stuck in him he's like oh the curtain didn't close oh look what you did like and so he's yelling it out and he's like that's embarrassing like and so so that was funny yeah it's funny to see that like it's, it feels and it sounds like Chucky, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it is him. I, I doubt it. I, I think they got good, good, uh, good voices to to take over that role. But um, yeah, I, I think it's cool for what it is. With that, uh, I, I need to go back and see if I'm really getting scared going through there. I doubt it, but I I like it for the elements that there was. But uh, we'll go over the rest of them now. Uh, we have the harvest. The only things that are out there scaring people, they're stupid bush people. And then there's like one pumpkin man from the Twisted Tradition area. I, I think this one could probably evolve with time. So we'll see how it ends up being. Uh, Rhino, run me through Twisted Tradition. Um, Twisted Tradition is essentially where they had the trick-or-treat area last year. And it's it's kind of similarly themed. So it's all the pumpkins tied up on the trees, which looks beautiful lit up at night. Um, a lot of smoke machines. And it's essentially got like, I would call them colonial trick-or-treaters. Mm. So that's what it looks like to me. Like they're old older than what the trick-or-treat ones looked like the trick-or-treat had that like 50s vibe these feel like this is turn of the century vibe and then there's like a couple people that are like on stilts not people but they're like things like they're like pumpkin so but what i really like about these things is like the the ribs all light up like it's like a scarecrow with a pumpkin and then like his mouth lights up but the arms are all crazy weird those are really beautiful and then um it's like if you you come in from the main side, like Mel's dining is behind you and you're going toward ET like mm -hmm. that way. Um, there's a big barn with like a, a um, uh, like truck against yeah, it. You yeah. know, it's a weird, huge accent piece where nothing happens, but there's like one regular person that I think is out there that is like running around telling people like to be careful going through screaming about it. And stuff. that's the mood. Yeah. So, so there's that. So I think it's kind of supposed to be very like, it's it's basic, but it's it's like it, you don't want much in that area because you don't want to get like clogged up over yeah. there. So understand, but, yeah, understand. But it's so cool. what about Vamp eighty five? Oh, I love Vamp eighty five. So um, Vamp eighty five is in the New York area out by the Mummy and um, and uh, just that whole block down there. And they've got the stage set up with the nineteen eighty five countdown to nineteen eighty five. So they've got like it's supposed to be like you know New Year's Eve and and um, New York City, um, so appropriately placed. But um, the every, I don't know how often it happens, but it happens a couple times a night. They do the countdown to midnight, and like the ball will like shoot fire out of the top of it, and um, like everything goes off and they celebrate. And in those streets, they'll be like the humans that are out there, like kind of drunk celebrating in their eighties attire. So they've got like the big hair and the, the frilly dresses and everything. And, you know, you can see they've been bitten cause they'll be like bleeding on the neck and stuff. And then, but then there'll be like vampires walking around. There's like somebody that's kind of dressed up and they look kind of like Prince. There's somebody that looks like, like Michael Jackson from the thriller video, you know, all these things. There's like news reporters that are walking around and there's a, um, a band that was performing as part of the special that's just been murdered on the their mics and everything my favorite thing though that they do randomly and it's not really with the countdown to midnight is uh, there's a couple of songs that'll play because the great part is it's all 80s music out over here and um it's uh um like i know they do it to thriller and there's an acdc song i heard them doing it to um but they'll a bunch of the characters will come up onto the stage and they do like the dance yeah. of the thing and it's really it's a lot of fun to watch, you know. Yeah, it's it's nice to know that uh, 
it, I, I saw someone post about it during the team member preview night. So that would have been the Wednesday before we saw it. So two days before they said, one of the great things about the scare zones this year is that uh, most of them kind of had like a show element to them. So you wanted to stay in there longer uh, fans of HHN. I feel like we always want to just sit in scare zones for a while and take it in, watch the scares happen, watch them unfold. But the more show elements that are in there and it's happened in the past, you know, like when, uh, when the uh, Stony Brook with scare zone was there a couple years back, like and um, oh, when yeah. the purge, like anytime they had something in that area, they'd always try to have a show element. But this year with Chucky being there, I feel like there's more of a show more than there was like when they had chance up talking to Dick and pictures uh, with killer clowns. It's not the same type of show, but it still is one where you're going to actually want to sit back and watch it all happen. You're going to want to catch the, the clown with the, <laughs> with the dog. Oh yeah. He, cause he's great. <laughs> he's there. And then the humans are there. I saw them the other night too. Yeah. So, so they're, they're like roaming around in there, like, and the clowns are kind of looking for them. So there's a lot yeah. more going on in there than you yeah. think there is. You know? Exactly. So I think that's a good thing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time in the, scare zones now that i'm i'm back up and at them so those are the scare zones i'm i i mean if you want to rank the scare zones you can i don't i I don't yeah no not yet like there's because there's not really like bad except for there's that one main one but there's also the chainsaw hordes too that are running around still that make me uncomfortable because they're like clowns this year We'll, we'll rank those at the end when we do our hhn wrap up but let's go over our rank for the houses and we're gonna start with 10 and work our way up to number one. So, Rhino, what's your number 10? Um, Horrors of Blumhouse. And that is also mine. Yes, yeah. And my number nine house, then, would be Halloween 4. What oh, about yours? Mine's Seeds of Extinction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Although we were talking about Halloween, and I, I did just debate about like, moving Halloween down, but I have had better scares in Halloween than I have had in Seeds of Extinction okay. in the times I've done it. Well, what's your number eight then? Halloween. Okay, and I swapped with you on that. My number eight is Seeds of Extinction, so we're just back and forth on that. What is your number seven? Carnival Graveyard. And that's exactly where I have it on my list, too. I just, again, I feel like very detailed, but the scares weren't there. But that I think that house could improve. Yeah, we'll time. say. Yeah, it's it's just I feel like I haven't experienced yeah. it enough. But. And my number six then would be Dead Exposure. That's what mine is. Okay, and we're working along. And then what's your number five? Well, this, this is, is really where, we're where it different. gets into it. Like yeah. even like Carnival Graveyard. So that's one, two, three, four of them. They're like, okay. Like Seas of Extinction, I'm like, man, I'll do them all again. However, like here, it became a little trickier. Yeah. So I have Slaughter Cinema as my number five. Okay. And this is where I put Stranger Things for me. It's just, <gasps> I don't no, know okay. why you're so shocked. I've said it. I, I like the show. I like the first season. I just don't think it it was translated well for what it was. I just didn't care for the Demogorgons. And again, like I said earlier, I don't care for just like all the gun scares. It just mm. it didn't it didn't appeal for me. It, the same way we don't like the purge because it's people yeah. shooting off guns and stuff. It's not it's not necessarily. I don't want scary, it to be like so. real world. Yeah, um, <laughs> get the guns out of there. So I, that's just where I had mine. But agree to disagree on that. My number four then was Slaughter Cinema. Mine was Stranger Things. Okay, I'm which seeing. I thought would be my number one. Yeah, and I think I had Slaughter Cinema as my number one going into it. It wasn't bad. It was just obviously I, I think was blown you away. Experience, yeah. Um, but I, we'll see where it happened, where it lies with that. So, what was your number three? Um, trick or treat. Okay. Yeah, I, but I these these are the harder ones because like these I would just keep doing over and over again. The top three or four here, well, four because uh, Stranger Things, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's like. I just like trick or treat because it embodies like Halloween for me because yeah. it is the story of Halloween and it is like so there's jack lanterns there's candy there's trick or treaters you know so yeah. I, I like that'll really get me in the spirit you yeah know? mine was scary tales mm-hmm. but I that could easily move up to my number two spot um, it's I I really liked scary tales a lot but I need to I need to do it a couple more times and then my number two is what your number three was is trick or treat well that's that's, scary tales yeah yeah. and it's just because I love trick or treat so much they they did it justice for me and it's where I predicted it would be and it's what I wanted so it was done well and then that means both of our number one and I think most of the world 
Yeah, pull this house is scary. <laughs> I couldn't say it any better than myself. That's the that's the don't miss house. In my opinion, uh, I'm just going to say this before we wrap up. I think, in honestly, in my opinion, the top seven houses that we listed, uh, those are all from Carnival Graveyard Graveyard up. Those are all houses that are not to be missed. If you're going to the event only yeah. one night, you can't do everything. Don't miss those houses. For me, Seeds of Extinction and Halloween, there's still there is still a lot to like about the houses, but but if you miss them, it's not you're not gonna you it won't be like people won't be talking about them next year. Yeah. You'll you'll forget. You'll be like, what and, was the other house again? You know. Yeah, and Blumhouse is the one that's just bad that you can skip. I don't think you'll ever even have to wait for it. It's like only ever has like a ten. It always says fifteen minutes. I walk right in and I can't. My eyes can't adjust that fast. Yeah, I I don't. I don't care for it, but so I, I mean, I think obviously those, those top nine, those are all houses you should, you should try to do. If you had to miss two, in my opinion, if you had to miss one originally Blumhouse, if you had to miss two more, I would go with Halloween four and seeds of extinction. But I know people who just absolutely adore seeds of extinction. So this is just our opinion. Uh, if we haven't steered you wrong in the past, maybe trust us on it. If not, don't it's it's fine our feelings aren't hurt it's just our opinions on it and uh please take everyone's into matters and if you want to make sure you don't miss anything definitely plan for multiple nights this year it's very popular and try to get an express pass if you can if you don't have a frequent fear pass where you can go back over and over again to hit these over the course of multiple uh the the if you are coming for that short time only a day or two get that day or two get a if you're even coming one night i might even this year recommend getting in one of the group vip tours where you know you're going to hit every house at least once so it's expensive it's i'm it, curious about the scare the meal the character meal yeah Man, Some, I, somebody who watches our show did it recently so i saw pictures and i was like hmm. yeah i've looked at it every year since they started it and then it's like 50 dollars <laughs> do you not get into a house or anything for that Oh, you get, get a buffet and here. you get some photo ops. Get yeah. out of here. Never mind. Yeah. But okay, that's our thought on this year's Halloween Horror Nights 28th. As of right now, it will change. We'll probably update you in a couple weeks on it. We're going to have obviously more content dealing with HHN as we go through the event. So keep an eye out for that. But that is it for this episode. So, of course, we want to hear what you think of the event if you've already gone. So you can always do that by leaving comments down below or emailing us, uopodcast at disunplug.com. Can't remember that email address? Well, you can head to disunplug.com, home of our show notes for this show and all the others on the Disunplugged Podcast Network. You'll also find links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so much more. So if you are watching this on YouTube, of course, hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up, leave those comments below. If you're listening to this on itunes subscribe rate and review us so thank you rhino for having this conversation mm -hmm. and thank you everyone out there for listening and watching to this hit uh it, obviously we we appreciate you as we always say we do and we really appreciate uh that you taking the time to watch us and uh again i don't think i said it before before i got sidetracked but thank you so much for all the well wishes while i was getting better and it just means a lot to us uh and i hope you get enjoyment out of this every week that we do it. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name. Bye.